on this edition of the Iowa Business Report. Anybody who's got an idea for a business, we can help them with. Business owners often need support from those who have been there. Fortunately, a variety of mentoring options are available. Americans are stressed about finances, and one expert suggests they may well have reason to be. And in our business profile, we'll revisit a bank that is helping finance a sustainable future. This is the Iowa Business Report for the second weekend of September 2023. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Nearly 60 years ago, the Service Corps of Retired Executives was established. Now known by the acronym SCORE, it remains the nation's largest network of volunteer business mentors. Christy Jones is a former business owner who now volunteers her time as a SCORE mentor. I asked her how her interest in small business was formed and how she got involved with helping others. I grew up in a family business. My dad owned a body shop here in Des Moines. That's kind of where my small business knowledge kind of started is playing there on weekends, going there after school on weekdays, and uh, just seeing the amount of work that got brought home as well too. Uh, That's kind of where I got started. And eventually worked in the business in 2001 is where I joined the shop as a paid employee. My dad allowed me to take care of the business, the front end, the non-production part of the business, and uh, that's what I did. I became the face of the business and eventually bought my dad out in 2015. So I became the first woman-owned body shop owner in the city at that time. So that was pretty exciting and pretty special for me. But that whole time period, which until I sold the businesses, it was about a little over 20 years, really developed my sense of how to run a business and how to to be a business owner. And it's pretty darn difficult. Going back to business ownership, I bought the business in 2015. I then partnered with another body shop owner in town, and we bought another body shop in 2020 in Grimes. So we had his, uh, mine, and ours, and then sold to a consolidator back in March of 2021 was retired for a couple uh, months, nine months. And then my business coach called me up and said he needed a coach and he wanted me to be his coach or coach with him. And so I came full circle. My business coach stayed with me for five years owning the business. And then I eventually worked for him after I was retired. So I'm currently doing business coaching right now. And I really heard about SCORE when I was a business owner and knowing what they did, I knew that was something I wanted to do when I retired. We have talked with various business coaches on this mm-hmm. program. What can a business coach do, because that is your business now, how is that different from a mentoring role like you play mm-hmm. with the help of folks at SCORE? You know, really, there's not a whole lot of difference other than the action coach, business coaching, I get paid for it. With the score mentoring, I don't get paid for it. It's a volunteer. And it's something that I knew I wanted to do. I've got a servant background. I enjoy helping others. And I knew that was something I could give back to the community. We really, when you look at business coaching, it can be very expensive. And those first-time business owners, those new business owners, those 
people who have an idea, it's hard to find somebody that can help you move to the position where you actually can't afford some business coaching. So, and SCORE fits that bill perfectly. Obviously, when someone goes out on their own and has a business, and again, you grew up in it, I grew up in it, it seems to sort of be in your blood to where you do it on your own, whether you're affiliated with others or not. But there's a sense, the same sense it occurs to me that allows you to say, you know what, I'm going to run a business, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to just fly my own flag. That same sense can work against you because you don't want to admit you don't know something, you don't want to ask somebody (laughs) for help, right? So how do you bridge that gap? Because again, the great traits that lead someone to make the leap and do it may be the same things that are a detriment to long-term success. Right, right. That can be pretty tough on somebody to say, hey, I don't know something or I need help with something. And it just takes some courage, some relationship building to business owners or new business people or soon-to-be business owners come into this organization, to the SCORE organization for help, which is good. They've taken that first step already. So it's critical to build that relationship and that trust with them. With my experience and some knowledge with what I've been through from running from the front of the house to the back of the house, doing everything but fix a car, I have a lot of background and knowledge that I can share. And one little thing that clicks with them, with a new business owner, even with an established business owner, just can go so far and create such a ripple effect in both their business and their community. So as a business owner, what led you to seek out counsel and mentoring from SCORE to begin with? Good question. Immediately, I felt as soon as I signed those purchasing agreement paperwork, I was like, oh my gosh, this is scary. This gets real in a hurry, doesn't it? It it does get real, real in a hurry. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I was like, oh my gosh, I now have, instead of my mortgage to pay, I've got 10, 12 other mortgages to pay for my employees and I can't let this thing go down in flames. And so I hadn't experienced it yet. But I knew business ownership can be so isolating, and it is. I think sometimes we've got to get out of our own head. We think, I've got to do it. I've got to do everything in this job. I can't seek out help. And so I did. I believe in the power of having people around you. A business coach was that person for me. And so I learned about SCORE when I threw out a question on Facebook saying, hey, I need a business coach. And and SCORE came up as an opportunity for me. I did not use SCORE at the time. I used my action coach, business coach. I went with him, but I knew about SCORE and I knew the benefits of it. And I knew it'd be something I'd want to volunteer with after I was done in my career. Without breaching any confidentiality, but what sorts of businesses are you mentoring right now through SCORE? Oh, gosh, I have got a lot of them. And I really, it's funny you say that because I wrote them down. I looked before our call today. I've worked with a couple architects I have worked with a retail store. I've worked with a doula who is running a collective of doulas. And SCORE is a requirement of theirs in order to get their certification. They've got to meet with a SCORE business coach. And so that's pretty cool. I've worked with a woman who wants to open up a gym in her town who doesn't have, you know, a gym in her small town. I've worked with cleaning companies. I mean, just everything you can think of 
anybody who's got an idea for a business, we can help them with. What is the most common question? Because again, you've just given me a list of very disparate operations. Right, right. Is there a common thread, question, or issue that you almost know before you introduce yourself, you're going to get this question? There's two. It's talent and money is really what it is. For the new, new businesses, it's a business plan. For the established people, I'm hearing talent issues, whether it's acquiring talent or retaining talent. That's a big issue. And then it's money management too. As an established business, how do I manage money? Cash flow is going to be so critical for a new business. I mean, it's so critical for an established business too, but a new business hasn't been through those trials and tribulations of cash flow and payroll and payables and receivables. So that's a big question for new businesses. It's those two things. It's talent and money. How do I get money if I need it? How do I establish a relationship with a banker? Those are two big ones. And that, to some degree, does not change no matter how long you run the business, does it? Exactly. A a brand new business is going to have those issues. A 150-year-old business, I'm sure, is having those issues, too. Christy Jones is a former business owner, now a business coach, who volunteers as a SCORE mentor. The group is online at SCORE.org. We connected via Zoom on Thursday, July 27th. As we noted earlier, there are a variety of outlets for businesses who need guidance. Many opportunities are provided by Advance Iowa, which is the presenting supporter of this radio program and podcast. Advance Iowa is rebooting its successful business peer group program this fall. One more informational meeting is scheduled to be held in the Cedar Valley on Wednesday, September 20th. For information about Advance Peer Groups, the no-obligation introductory meeting, or any of the programs and services they offer from their offices on the campus of the University of Northern Iowa, go to AdvanceIowa.com. Still to come, money worries, and later, banking designed to help save the planet. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. In football, every win counts. That's why the Cyclone and Hawkeye football teams rely on cleaner-burning biodiesel to power their game day buses. Made from soybeans grown right here in Iowa, biodiesel is helping to power college athletics, enhance our environment, and support Iowa farmers. This message was brought to you by the Iowa Soybean Association, driven to deliver for Iowa's 40,000 soybean farmers. Visit IASoybeans.com to learn more about biodiesel's impact on football and the farmers who make it possible. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the latest quarterly member survey by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. A new Lending Club report shows that as of last month, 61% of adults say they are living paycheck to paycheck, slightly more than last year's 59% level and more than the 58% said the same thing in a CNBC survey this past spring. And the crunch is especially acute if you make less than $100,000 per year. Three quarters of those earning less than $50,000 and two-thirds of those earning between $50,000 and $100,000 were living paycheck to paycheck, 
and again those numbers are up from a year ago. Now, earlier this year, a CNBC Your Money Confidence survey showed that some 70% of Americans admit to being stressed about finances, largely due to inflation, rising interest rates, and a lack of savings. In fact, only 45% of adult Americans say they have an emergency fund, and of those who do, a quarter of those, 26%, say they have less than $5,000 saved. Separately, TD Bank's annual Consumer Spending Index shows that four out of five consumer spending habits have been affected by inflation. All this is the backdrop for the Fed's meeting later this month. Financial journalist Jordan Goodman told me there is a softening of the economy, and it may lead to the Fed raising interest rates for the 12th time later this month. No, it definitely has been softening. The Fed puts out what's called the Beige Book, which is a survey of the 12 different regions, and all of them are showing signs of softening, uh, slower sales, less production. The job market is not as tight as it was before. We're not in a recession. We're not contracting, but the rate of growth is definitely slowing. Inflation is coming down, but not enough. I mean, the Fed still has this 2% target. So the big question everybody asked is at their September 20th meeting, is the Fed going to raise rates again or not? I'm betting right now that they are going to raise rates again because we're still not down to their 2% target. They want the economy to be even slower, to slow inflation even more. But that's controversial. I'd say half of Wall Street thinks they're going to raise. Half says they're going to keep it where it is. We're going to get some inflation numbers next week to see which way it's going to go. But they were very happy when they saw this Beige report, Beigebook report that uh, the economy was slowing. That's what the Fed's trying to engineer here. The consumer price index has been in the 3% range, not in the 2 yet. The so-called PCE, which is the personal consumption expenditure number, that's at about 4.3. That's, again, higher than the 2% they're looking for. We had an unemployment report a week ago where we had 187,000 jobs created, which is a bit more than expected. But every month this year, Jeff, the number of jobs created has gone down. We were in the 300,000 range, and we got into the 200,000 range. Now we're 187. And the job openings, we've talked about this in the past, they had gotten up to 11 million unfilled jobs. That's now down to about 8 million. So all these are signs that the employment market is slowing. We're still adding jobs. It's still hard for employers to find some workers, but it's not as tight as it was before. And uh, the Fed would like it to go down even more. They'd like to have even fewer jobs created. That's the way the Fed thinks about things. Coming up, financing sustainability. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Hello, fellow Iowans. This is Michael Swanger, owner of Iowa History Journal. Did you know that when World War II ended in 1945, there were about 25,000 POWs housed at camps in Algona and Clarinda, as well as smaller branch camps throughout our state? Read the first part of our riveting series, Behind Barbed Wire, in the September-October issue of Iowa History Journal. Get your copy of Iowa History Journal at Barnes & Noble, Hy-Vee, Walmart, Books A Million, and iowahistoryjournal.com. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advanced Peer Groups, hosting informational meetings about their fall launch of peer sessions in the Cedar Valley on Wednesday, September 20th. To register or to get more information, go to advanceiowa.com. Consumers and investors these days often are concerned about more than just financial return on their investment. 
They're concerned about societal impact as well. For our business profile in February of 2021, we introduced you to Green Penny, a financial institution based in Decorah, which called itself Banking Designed to Help Save the Planet. Our conversation was with Green Penny Vice President Jason McDuff. We're very excited about Green Penny. It is a virtual carbon neutral bank that uh, was started by Decorah Bank and Trust uh, out of Decorah, Iowa. And its history goes back 20 years or so when our founding bank began financing renewable energy projects, back then wind, and um, really are committed personally and through the bank of operating in a carbon neutral way. So our current CEO's father, who ran the bank for many years, uh, owns a farm in town. He's got a wind turbine on that farm. He's got solar panels. He heats it geothermally. He buys carbon offset tags every time he takes a flight. He's very serious about it. That extended it into how the bank operates. So we buy carbon offset tags for employee commutes, for business travel. Not that there's a lot of that these days. And so the bank itself operates carbon neutrally. We have solar panels on all of our roofs. We geothermally heat. Our buildings are Energy Star certified. Very proudly, we come from a community in Decorah, Iowa, that has one of the highest rates of renewable energy adoption, mostly solar, in the country. In fact, we learned this week, Decorah, Iowa is second only to Honolulu, Hawaii, in the per capita adoption rates of renewable energy, again, mostly solar. How that happened? Lots of people coming together, including the bank, helping to finance a lot of it. And so it's the combination of a passion for this mission of operating renewably and improving uh, a warming planet, but also a business model that we think works and makes sense for folks. And we want to expand our experience into more communities in the Midwest, mainly in Wisconsin, Illinois, of course, Iowa, and uh, Minnesota. So why then have a separate business, if you will, called Green Penny as opposed to the original business? Because obviously the foundation of the original business supports all of these measures. So is it a marketing decision to have something separate or what? I'd say mostly a marketing decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't shy away from the fact that we're from Decorah. We don't shy away from the fact that we're based in Iowa. We don't shy away from the fact of our story and, and where we came from and our roots. We're very proud of them. So it's mostly marketing, uh, being friendly and accessible to more communities. In the the name, Green Penny, you know, helps us describe what we do more easily. Mm-hmm. And so uh, also we're I should say a virtual, as I said earlier, a virtual carbon neutral bank. So we gather deposits also through our digital platform, greenpenny.com. And that also enables us to make sure that those deposits are only being used to finance renewable energy projects like solar, which is what our commitment is to our customers. So it's a combination of things that led us to adopt the brand name Green Penny. And it helps emphasize, if nothing else, what it is that you're really focusing on. So let's say that I own a business in this three or four state trade area. Mm -hmm. And I say, I would like to be more socially responsible. I give you a call. How does that go from there? Is it traditional financing being obtained in that same process? Do you help me find businesses that might help me get to my end goal? How extensively involved do you get? 
We're a community bank. So just like any community bank operates, we want to make connections and bring people together and, and solve problems. And in, in that case, if you were a deposit customer, you could call 888-G-PENNY-0 and Sarah or Rachel or Kelly or Mike or Holly or any number of us would uh, pick up the phone and work with the customer to open the deposit relationship. Currently, we do that online at greenpenny.com. If you're interested in borrowing either a solar loan for your residence or a commercial loan for your business or your nonprofit or your farm, we've done all of those. And similarly, 888-GPENNY0 will route you to our commercial lending team and our residential lending team and start the process there. We want to be friendly to however somebody wants to do business with us. So if that means you pick up the phone and we walk through it together that way, and we have a lot of hand-holding and discussion, we're totally fine with that. If you'd rather go to online to greenpenny.com and do some research there, we've got tools and information available for folks so they can drive the ship themselves if they'd prefer to. Really, it's whatever the customer and potential borrower uh, wants. From February of 2021, Jason MacDuff, Vice President of GreenPenny. The Decorah-based financial institution can be found online at greenpenny.com. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. That's where you'll find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR extras and IBR business profiles. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 18 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.